This is a WTF podcast experience. As long as the work's getting done, mm. we genuinely don't give a toss yeah. where anyone is. And we have an expectation that families come first. You know, being able to provide that for others, we've created it for ourselves, yeah. but to be able to provide that for others is really special. Welcome to Taming the Ferrets, New Zealand's most awarding business podcast. A collection of ferrets is called a business, and here on New Zealand's most awarded business podcast, we're taming the ferrets once and for all. We invite entrepreneurs, leaders, and inspirational figures to inform, educate, motivate, and inspire. My name is Freddie Bennett, entrepreneur, author, world record holder, and wannabe podcast host. And today, everybody, we have a real treat for you. We have Kiri Burney and Bernadette Ryan Hopkins, the owners of Ryan and Alexander. This is the first time, this is a, a historic first, that we have two guests at the same time in the podcast studio here at Shared Services Taronga, because Taming the Ferrets is just going from strength to strength. Kiri Bernadette, welcome to this rocket ship. As we've just said, Joe Rogan is terrified right now. We hear Jacinda is always just bloody calling us up and saying, when can I come on? But we said, no, Jacinda, no. We've got Kiri and Bernadette here and they take priority. So welcome to Taming the Ferrets. Thank you, Fred. Pleasure to to have you here. And for anyone, firstly, that doesn't know about yourselves and your business, tell us a bit about, about yourself and Ryan and Alexander. I don't know where sh- where we should start. Maybe with the business mm. um, and let you know a little bit about um, about Ryan and Alexander. So, um, Ryan and Alexander, or RNA, um, we've been around for. Uh, we actually have our six year birthday this week. We're going out yeah. for dinner on Thursday yes. um, to celebrate with the team. So, um, been around for six years. We are a full service recruitment business um, based here on Grey Street in Tauranga. So our whole focus and ethos is to supply awesome people into regional New Zealand. Um, both Kerry and I have worked loads of places overseas, the UK, Auckland. I've worked in Christchurch um, and worked all over the, lived and worked all over the world. Mm. But um, we wanted to bring sort of the expertise um, of that we've got overseas um, and bring it to little old Tauranga, and that's what we've done. So. Um, yeah. Amazing. And, and how did you both, well, first, how did you both meet? Where, where did the story start? Oh, God, way back in another recruitment agency in Auckland, mm. uh, Medicine Recruitment. Uh, and we only, it was only for a few months before um, I came back from London, started in Auckland. Uh, Bernadette was already there. Uh, and we met there and then she got married and went back overseas so it was only for a really short period of time yeah yeah two or three months probably we knew each other and then um it was actually through kids probably yeah wasn't it yeah. we reconnected um here in Tauranga yeah here in Tauranga we were at the skate park early one memorial uh, park yeah one morning. early one morning like very early with our <laughs> coffees taking our kids to the skate park <laughs> and we reconnected yeah yeah and um, at that time, Kerry was working for a recruitment agency in Tauranga. I was the global recruitment person for Zespri. And so we just had a big yarn and you yeah. did a little bit of work from Zespri yes. for yeah. us from there. And yeah, and we just um, went from there, really. Yeah, but the, the business didn't. That, mm-hmm. that, was, that sort of came over 
a long yeah. period of time, really. Um, but yeah, it was that reconnection to to restart mm. the to start the business here, and start the relationship, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That that and famous skate park. Yeah. Well, it really is, and it was so <laughs> random. It was yeah. Um, I yeah, we'd I'd been here um just a little while also. Um, had moved here yeah, because of my husband's strange. job. Um, and didn't even know Bern was here, and she'd come back from overseas here, and yeah. Amazing. And how, I'd love to how, a lot of people that listen to, to this podcast, they're, they're in different positions. Some of them are working in jobs and they're thinking, is it time to go and start my own business? Some of them are thinking, I've started my own business, but I'm looking for someone to, to partner with. And take me on that journey when, when you're working in, in your roles. When did you start to think, maybe I, I want to go and do this on my own? I think that's a really good question, and our journey is kind of interesting, eh? It's good enough for a podcast. That's what we like here. <laughs> well, kind we'll of see. interesting yeah. journeys. We'll see. <laughs> I think probably um, I was ha- I was just in my maternity leave for my third child mm. um, down here, and I'd been working at Madison, so I set up a desk for Madison down here, and then I'd been with them for about seven or eight years, and so during that time, our, both of our families were catching up quite a bit, and Burn was talking about her role. She was travelling quite a bit overseas. We both had young kids. And I had so, the best job ever. Yes, like, I loved my job. The dream job at the sort of wrong time, at sort of thing. Mm. My kids were babies. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It was hard. And we used to just, we used to probably joke about mm. how there was, you know, possibly, you know, an opportunity for us to do something mm. together. Burn was, I guess, going to Auckland agencies a little bit sometimes for yeah. um, executive roles and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, and we it was literally a joke. We used to joke about it quite often. Over wine. Yeah, over wine. Generally. Yeah. And then um, and then I got, yeah, sort of towards the end of my twelve months maturity leave and was like, right, I'm gonna resign. Um, I'm gonna go out by myself mm-hmm. and do some consulting. Burn's mother passed away mm. quite suddenly, and so she, I guess, reflected about why am I travelling all the time away from my kids? And so mm. it was a really tough time yeah. for me. So Kerry had kind of set, sowed the seed, if you will, in the conversations that mm. we had, and it's one of those moments I think where I just had such clarity after mum passed away. Mm. Um, she had a stroke and was dead within three days. Wow. And um, and I hadn't up until that point um, hadn't lost anybody in my life or had any of those big massive kind of moments. Mm. And um, I just had such an epiphany around what mattered, you know, and, and what I realised was me going away for two weeks at a time four, three or four times a year was mm. not you know, I missed my kids. They mm. really missed me. They were only three and four at that time. They were two, I think, when I started at Zespri. And whilst it was such an incredible organisation and the best job, mm. um, yeah, it was it was time. And so it was after mum passed away, really, that Kerry yes. and I, I sort of really started having mm. chats with Kerry and saying, look, um, it's time for us to, it was time for me to look at a bit of balance and we also there was that personal thing but there was also a gap in the market as Kerry alluded to you know when I was at Zespri I was having to go to Wellington or Auckland to use recruitment agencies um there are some really good operators in Tauranga mm. but we really felt that there was for a professional services firm the level of service I think yeah, we used to providing in London and Auckland and Auckland um that 
when we, or particularly when I was, during that time I was sort of down there before we set up, when I was providing that sort of service, people were surprised mm. and delighted. They're like, oh. So it was it was sort of an easy, or not, it wasn't an easy decision to make, but it was an easy, I guess, step into the market yeah. in terms of... yeah. And I was lucky, Zespri were awesome, and I don't know if you want to go into the next bit yet, but we had, we, we finally decided to um, to launch, and mm. I resigned, and they were amazing, they contracted me back for a little while, so that helped me um, financially, yes. and all of that sort of stuff. So at the same time, I guess it's probably interesting to, as Burns' husband was coming and really starting his career at the bottom. So mm. at the time, um, he was a professional. He, sports he was person. a professional mm. sports okay. person. Was coming back and starting his career. So in terms mm. of financials, um, financials, it was a big um, deal, mm. like a really big deal. Yeah. To for Burn to do this and decide to do it, that's probably why before her mum had passed away, that there was probably a little bit of. Oh, I don't know if this a is the right thing. Yeah. yeah, but then that happened, and then it all sort of unfolded mm. um, like that. So it was a really big deal at the time, and I think I have never really had a nervousness around it mm-hmm. or anxiety around it. But I know that burn at that, um, but that was more to do, I think, with are we going to, you know, nail it, or mm. is it going to be a bit of a failure? What is, yeah. Well, what is it going to look like? Definitely. Um, so it was a big deal. I think for me, I what kind of clocked it for my head was yes the mum thing um, you know mum passing away but for me it was like there was a real moment of the end of the day what have I got to lose Mm. like if we start this Mm. and we're awful and it doesn't work out I can just go and get a job yeah recruitment job and I have worked all sorts of jobs in my life even not recruitment I I will go and pick kiwi fruit I'm not Mm. too proud I've done I've picked potatoes I've worked I've waitressed I've done every job under the sun and I just I'm not too proud to to earn money in in Mm. any way that I need to so what was there to lose and it was it was that life is short uh, you know there are all those cheesy things when mm. someone passes but it really was that life is short I've got nothing to lose let's go mm. Car- my, my other big concern was Carrie and I were friends and um, going into business with a business partner I was going to ask about this <clears> yeah. yeah was uh, you know to lose that friendship or potentially lose that friendship and how that was going to play out was also really nerve-wracking for me. So I had had a few conversations mm. with oh, you. Loads. Mm. Saying... Would walk around the Daisy Hardwood a lot <laughs> and have discussions about it. About... Like, no, we're fine. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Carrie, and, and honestly, I mean, and you know, it, it's been the best decision, A, to start the business, but B, to do it with Carrie. Um, But also, I think what is, given that, we went into it with the mind that we were mums, Mm. and we wanted uh, wanted it to work around our life as Mm. well, um, and our families, and so for us it was a bit more of a lifestyle business. Yeah. I think there have been times during that whole six years, which is not that long, but um, where we have maybe wanted to expand, and go national, and you know, be those, you know, mm. people and be those business owners. But then uh, when we actually come back to it, we do have, we still have babies. Mm. Um, you know, they're not, they're not, they haven't flown the coop or anything like that. And so really what's important for us is um, still our families and our kids and our husbands and our life. Definitely. 
down here. So we've been able to foster a business that provides for both of us and our families and our teams uh, while still having a life outside mm. of it. And that's a that's a really critical part of um, our business ethos. Mm. Um, we, uh, we'd love, there's six of us, we're all women yes. of a certain age, um, <laughs> i.e. young and cool. 28, I'll yes, thank you, Freddie. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> and so, exactly. So we, um, we know how hard, in fact, two of our team members, you know, they were looking to come back to work and... We know how tough that is mm. as a as a parent, a mum or dad, and so we have tried to provide an environment where, and we laugh because it's true, we have no idea where our team are at any moment of the day. Mm. We have one morning a week, Wednesdays, that we get together in the office. Uh, we have an office on Grey Street in town, and the rest of the time uh, we do whatever we want. And as long as the work's getting done, mm. we genuinely don't give a toss yeah. where anyone is. Yeah. And um, and that that was pre-COVID. That yeah. was, you know, so COVID was the working from home and all that was so easy for us because mm. it's how we ran our business. Yeah. And we have an expectation that um, that families come first and that our, but that our team work hard, but that they're able to, we hope that they're able to come and talk to us and if there's stuff going on with their lives you know, we can support them and that, and we're really proud of that. That's actually a really mm. big part of, you know, being able to provide that for others. We've created it for ourselves, yeah. but to be able to provide that for others is really special and, and is a real achievement. I think you make such a key point there in terms of creating that life that you want because I see it, so many people, they have the, you know, they're in the job, but then they think, All right, I'm going to, pick up the courage and leave the job and start the business because mm. they want that freedom yeah. or so they tell themselves but then that freedom they seek they find themselves working more worse mental health longer hours totally. because they're saying oh I've got clients I need to jump on this call because it might be a client <laughs> yeah. it might be a sale I might yeah. need to make more money and yeah. and they find themselves more tired more stressed yeah. more shackled than yeah. when they had a you know dare I say a, a normal mm. the air quotes don't work on podcasts mm. but yeah. Yeah. a normal job <laughs> and uh, and that kind of thing but, but yeah. how did you do that because it's is that just something you, you set out from the start and you just said this is the way it's going to be or was there any more strategy behind it I think we literally did go into it as a lifestyle business for it to work around us Particularly you in the yeah. beginning. I had a bit, my kids were a bit older. I had a one year old. But Carrie, mm. Carrie oh, started kids. work when mm. Ari was yes. one, you know, and so she needed to be home and needed to be a lot. I mean, I did too, but my kids were at preschool and at starting school and all that stuff. They were a tiny bit older, mm. and I think that made a difference. So Carrie was really disciplined, especially in the early years of I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm. And I think it took me, if I'm honest, a little bit longer to get my head around that mm. because I was used to working my ass off. Zestri is corporate. a really high pressure, uh, attracts, you know, really A-type personalities, mm. incredible place to work. High but, expectation. But really high expectation. Mm. And so I had um, a lot of that on myself, I think, when we mm. first started, um, particularly in the first year. 100%. <clears throat> and, yeah. But Kerry really fostered that, and I learned a lot from her because mm. she was... 
I don't even know if she, she, Kerry has an incredible capacity for workload, so she was smashing the same amount, if not more shit out than I was, yeah. um, in a very short period of time, and that, and so that was how Kerry was, a, and she's, that's how she, she's, she's amazing. Mm. Um, I had to, t- it took me a bit longer to, um, to get my head around that. And we had, um, I just want to, if we can go back to um, the first year. Mm. So we had a really challenging start to our business and it wasn't business related, it was personal. So Mm. my mum died in um, October. Mm. We launched, so and then went through that whole change and then we launched RNA on the 1st of April. Mm. Um, April Fool's Day. (laughs) What a day. (laughs) What a day. Yeah. Um, So we launched on the 1st of April and then um, at the end of May, my brother, who um, lived in Christchurch, um, he uh, had four girls and was a senior sergeant in the police force. Um, he got kidney cancer and he wow. passed away 10 weeks later. Goodness. So we had launched the business. We had, um, you know, and we were all of that. We were recruiting. We were mm. working with clients, you know. And um, then... And then the worst yeah. possible thing that could have happened. So burn was down. Happened. I guess that's it. I guess mm. probably when we're talking about adversity and what we've, I guess the major challenges, I think major challenges in our, I guess in that six years have probably been more personal than mm. um, to do with work in terms of, so burn was down in Christchurch for basically three months. Yeah. Um, coming and going. Yeah, coming and going, but basically. Trying to support that yeah. family. Mm. Um, but trying to um, manage that um while I guess trying to build a business. Mm. Um and I think someone gave us the um the advice uh during that first year if you can because lots of businesses fold after a year, right? Or yeah. within that first year. Um and they said something along the lines of um if you can make it through this year with what you've had to deal with then The rest mm. is the, easy. the rest the rest is easy. And, and actually, that's yeah. proven true. Yeah, it really is. Like, we keep the, the support that I had from Kerry, and I don't want to get emotional about it, but it was a really, really shitty time. We'd just lost mum. We had my brother really, really unwell. And, you know, Kerry's support during that time, our clients, there's actually some key clients that know who they are. Don't you get upset? I'm telling the story. <laughs> Kerry, Kerry always happy cries. And it's, it's, um, you have me off, she. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it just, it was really tough. And, and you know, we, I was grieving and then I was caring with my siblings. I've got a brother and a sister who were also another brother and sister. Uh, who were and my father at that time we were working through that so yeah it was it was just you know trying to support his family because that that's what then became most important was his kids Mm. his four girls and um and yeah and I I think I I, I've said um to Carrie a number of times and I've said to others the practical practicality the support just the you just do whatever you need to do from mm. Carrie was what sustained us during that time. And she probably, not probably, I know she worked harder and she, she you know, she really carried us in the first six months. Mm. And I don't know anybody else that would have done that. It's really nice. But, but it's true. Also, thank mm. you. But there's also, I think, probably why we've been really lucky, you know, when we talked about going into business with someone. Mm. Um, because we've talked to lots of people in the six years who have come to us and said, oh, I want to go and do this, but they're wanting to do it by themselves. 
I think we've been very lucky that there has been two of us mm. throughout that six years because um, whatever we have gone through, it means that you're not going through it by yourself, if you know what I mean. Definitely. Like, it would have been such a different story if Bern had gone out by herself. Oh, yeah. Out, all of this, that sort of thing. And then that happened, and you mm. basically don't have a business. We were also very lucky to have... Uh, clients really understanding that amazing were clients. amazing mm. and they you know like foundation clients or, yeah. or people that we are still using us and we still are just our big advocate and supporters yes and so we were really lucky and to be fair um you know in your first year you're still building and you're not we're not we weren't we weren't as busy as we are now do you mm. know what i mean and so less people to um look after um, we didn't have any um, employees at that stage and we had less clients and so less jobs and all of those sort of things. But so it was a combination of stuff. So I think mm. um, we I, I think we talk about it all the time that being two of us has made it far easier for us to. And so fun. Yeah. We mm. just. You know, just you're sharing it with someone. So much fun. We know. have had I so do. much fun. I sort of just mm. liken it to, you know, <laughs> like. I um, went overseas and shared all my overseas experience with my now husband. Yeah. We weren't married at the time. But it's sort of like that. So mm. we get to go on this journey and I get to share it with someone and we have all these memories and we have a laugh <laughs> and we have a cry and all that sort of Work stuff. Quite. Yeah, you we know? have to introduce ourselves. This is my business partner, not my partner. We're married um, uh, to someone else. You know? So it has been, you know, mm. it's been, yeah. But a lot of people, and I've I've seen this, uh, I've experienced it myself, and I've seen it so many times, where two people are friends, and they yeah. say, let's go into business together, this, uh, best friends, business partners, yeah. it's going to be amazing, yeah. and now they're just not talking to each other, no. and it's a, even in the situations that you described, yeah. where you were obviously so supportive and, and absolutely there for each other, but I also know people would be like, can you believe I've been left here? I can't do a Kiwi accent, obviously. Yeah. That'd be embarrassing. Um, so imagine I'm speaking the Kiwi accent. Yes. Yeah, can you believe I've been left here? Well, well, she's gone down there with all... I've got problems too, you know. And all yeah. these... You could... It's so many times it goes the other way. And what do you think your, your secret is to, to having this amazing, strong partnership? I, I would like to answer that if I can. Um, I just think... And I know you get embarrassed, but I think it comes down to Carrie's personality. So <laughs> Carrie has a farming background... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Obviously, grew up in a dairy farm. That's my farm. That, that's immediately what I thought: dairy farm. Yeah. That, that's the answer. Exactly. No, she has a farming background. She is um, the the thing about Carrie is she there's it is what it is. Um, very practical support, but as you could see with the empathy, crying, also very warm and caring and. And um, and just it's just the way she is, mm. and so I never once when I was down there was made to feel like I shouldn't be. I was never made to feel like you know, dude, what, you know, I I know you've got the shit on, but I mm. need some help. And there was never that I was working, and I, because I am also dedicated and mm. was really aware of what mm. was going mm. on, so it wasn't like I was down there and doing nothing. I was working, but I, I believe our our um, working relationship. And we've talked about this a little mm, bit. Mm. Um, it just 
works. It's just easy. We have a really premise of a really good premise of fun. We have really similar values around family and money, mm. and you know we're we're pretty conservative. We've kept money in the business. We don't go and spend. We're both putting the same amount of energy, passion. We both feel the same way about this business and mm. want it to do well. And also, at the end of the day. It's really just... It's work. It's work. Mm. Yeah, and we, we actually enjoy it. We enjoy being nosy and interested about people, you mm. know, locally, and we want, you know... We've seen, we were back when it was still... A, can I say a retirement village? Um, you know, and we've seen it grow and mm. really grow and thrive and have all these amazing, inspiring people who are doing startups and, and, and whatever and primary industries here and, and all of those things. So we've really been on a journey with lots of people. And so to, I guess, um, I don't know, be on that journey with those people, but mm. to see um, <clears throat> the potential that Tauranga has and is starting to fulfil, but has got, you know... And we've been a little tiny bit of that in mm. terms of maybe yeah. finding them the right person yeah. or learning more about their business and going, actually, I know that person. I know a person that would be great in here to take you to the next level. You know, going mm. on that journey with a lot of... And we're genuinely passionate about the bay. We genuinely are passionate. I'm from Rotorua. Mm. Carrie's from the dairy farmers, we found out earlier. Yeah. Um, but, you know... The bay is the yeah. bay's really, really... It's it's thriving. There's so much to offer. There's so many cool people here doing really cool stuff mm. that yeah. a lot of people have no idea about. You know? We have no idea about. Yeah. Like, when they yeah. pop up, I'm like, what? Yeah. But if you don't know, you I know. certainly won't know. Yeah. Well, you'll learn, hopefully, yeah. through this podcast, Freddie. And, and I hope you do. And I hope you get a lot of those really cool businesses and interesting people out there. Yeah. Well, we already because, do. That's why yeah. you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, it's, it's, a, it's a really, really cool place to live. And it attracts some, you know, yourself and your wife, as we talked about oh, earlier. Yeah. You know, it's it brings people here. Yes. And, um, yeah, Just, we, we feel lucky. We do. And I think we feel feel lucky that um yeah I think we got in early mm. we got on before it just really went I think it's a key crazy. point that, that you make as well I mean without getting political because we're definitely not that show but yes. if I think of you know, me being essentially a migrant and if if I landed in England as a migrant mm. would I have been treated as friendly would have they have said pretty much straight away come and get your vaccine would they have welcome my kids into school, you know, would the whole city have been as welcoming? Potentially not in, in certain areas. I, but... I think so. I mean, I love England. We've been there too. Yeah. But, mm. but the regions is where yeah. it's at, man. Definitely. So it's we, where the real people are. Yeah. Mm. We, we talk a lot about attracting people to, clearly from overseas, from Auckland, from Wellington. Mm. People that thrive here, um, again, you're from a small town in the UK. Um, Bath, as we heard. <laughs> the ghetto. Um, the ghetto. I was thinking, No, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. far and too far. And I was like, no, very different. Yeah. It's a bit like you know how Ed Sheeran gives the whole kind of like, yes. yeah, man, I was busking. Yeah. He went to bloody Winchester private yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. It's him You're like just describing his... yourself, Freddie. I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, many things. Macho, rugged, yeah. rough and ready. Yeah. Not the first three. Yeah. Just a, a slightly camp yeah. man from a posh part of England, basically. But what we find is that people like yourself who have experienced small town, mm. again, the, there goes the um, speech marks that no one can see, but small town or regional um, England, New Zealand, wherever, 
and and they may go and do what we've done and, yeah. and we know tons of people like this that have gone they've done their OE they've worked in Singapore they've worked in the US they've worked in the UK they come back they have a young family and mm. they look to Tauranga because why would you not right yeah but those people the people that really thrive here are the people that understand um, how a region works and mm. and 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 love it for that rather than go oh my god I can't get the latest whatever whatever. They're saying, far out, I could, you know, I got to the beach in 10 minutes. That's Kids went for a surf. Man, it was mint, you know. Yeah. And that they're open to, we off, we, we have this conversation 100 times a year with candidates that come in and they're like, oh, it's, you know, they find it a bit tough. But if you if you come into a place and be open-minded, it's like mm. your experience that you described to us earlier. You're open-minded, you've got a positive mindset, you meet someone on the, at the, on the rugby field or on the whatever, and mm. you have a yarn. And Definitely. It's, it, 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 that is all our. We're very lucky we have a job. That mm. that's basic. Well, there's a lot of science all that stuff. All but that's basically know. all it is. Yeah. We talked about it's connecting. <laughs> it's relationship building, and it's networking, and and that's mm. naturally networking. And so that's how you build a business. And our in our experience is that particularly in a place like Tauranga or mm. the Bay of Plenty. Yeah. Um, People, you know, that they look for authenticity if you're yourself, mm. you know, you bring your full actual self to any mm. situation. Um, people really love that. And, and that's what we love about the region that we live and mm. work in. Um, and that's what we think a lot of other people, uh, why people are attracted to working here too. Definitely. I think you made a you made a great point that I was going to, to touch on as well around relationships. And you mentioned you know, the strong relationships that you built with your clients mm. early on. Obviously, the strong relationship you've got with each other. Mm. Would you say for, for anyone that's looking to, to either succeed in business or take their business to the next level, is, is relationships and that ability to build relationships the most important thing? It's people. Mm. 100%. It's 100% yeah, we we completely believe that we believe in um, in creating. We do, I mean, it sounds really cheesy, but when we first started, we used to go in and talk to our clients and say, "We're building a partnership with you. Mm. We're not just someone that's going to come in and fill the job and then walk away. We need to understand." You know, we need to understand about your business. We need to understand your challenges. We need to understand your plans. We need, you know, because mm. then that allows us to represent you in the best way and become partners. Definitely. Um, in a in a working sense. Mm. Um, and so, absolutely. I mean, we deal in people, right? And mm. people are changeable, and people are often challenging. So we oh, have yeah, also have good. other issues yeah. where we'll offer someone a job, and and people, and this is why the job doesn't get boring. People continually surprise us. You know, mm. they do things or say things or whatever that make us laugh, make us laugh, and make us cringe. Sometimes. Have there been yes. any particular surprises that have either been either unexpected or or good surprises? Oh, hundreds with people. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, know. you can particularly at the market at the moment. Mm. Um, I think people are some. Mm, some people are letting themselves down at the moment because they might have, and you know, they can shop around for jobs or they can, they get counter offered. The market at the moment is absolutely conducive to those people uh, having lots of options, and that's cool. But some of those, some people are managing that way better than others. So, mm. so what I mean by that, some people who might have lots of jobs, they're talking to us about it. We know what's happening. Mm. We're kept in the loop. You know, it's there's some people, and Tauranga is a small place, mm. the region's small. So That's, if you're offered a job and you yeah. say, 
know and you haven't known anything about that, mm. or you, uh, you know that that can be that can be a real slap in the face, not just for us but for our clients. You know, they're like, Definitely. "What the hell? Why are they?" You know. Yeah. Mm. So um, everybody knows everybody else, mm. Mm. and that's the beauty of um, the regions. Um, but also it can be quite challenging at times because you do need to be really professional all of the time, mm. especially in business because, you know, it literally it is... Trying to do the right thing. Doing the right thing and mm. being good to do business with yeah. and because people do talk and it yeah. is really about down here, the region's about uh, word of mouth. Mm. Hey. I, I, really? Yeah, and I think that was another one of our business ethos was about being good to do business with. We both... You know, and luckily we're small enough. We've both worked for agencies that have made us massive agencies. Made us, um, <laughs> you know, charge people yeah. when we shouldn't have, or we can't be nimble. And okay, you know what? That that does suck. And that mm. situation, even if it isn't our fault, it's not their fault either. Yeah. So let's do the right thing. Let's meet in the middle. For example. Mm. Yeah. And we've been we do that often. You know, we we if it's the right thing to do, then mm. that's the approach we try and take, and that builds reputation as well because we're not always going to get it right. Mm. When we make mistakes, we're human too. But it's how you you know the measure of any person or any organisation is how you then manage that. I think, Definitely. and um, we try to, again, we don't always, we still don't always get it right, but we try our best to uh, be reasonable and see it from all sides. Mm. I think, as you say, there's there's so many businesses out there at the moment that just look to the next quarter and, mm. you know, how, what can we do for that, that short-term mm. profit jump or mm. profit gain? But yeah. I think if you're prepared to play that longer game and mm. build the relationships yeah. and have things based on a much firmer foundation, mm. then that it does pay off in, in the longer term. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think... No, uh, if when we went into business, it was never to make lots of money mm. um, for us, and so has it made it easier for us to just to do our do, like we sort of just do the doing and do what we feel is right and really intuitively, and then um, the growth of the business has just come as an outcome. If mm. you know what I mean. I absolutely, I hundred percent agree. I don't think we've ever been as yeah. It was awful as this might say. We've never been that driven to why we must get this, you know, in terms of forecasting and targets and everything like that. Mm. We've because it's been a lifestyle business. We've thought, hey, it's supported us and it's supported our team. So and, and we've, we've made we've money. What, isn't made that money. amazing? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Do you know? And so. Um, it's the kind that of... seems to have worked, you yeah. know, mm. and it does come down to people. It comes down to our people and it our, comes our down team. to our team and um, getting the right people mm. and also partnering with the, the right clients who, I guess, really appreciate the skills that we can bring and mm. and understand that. And we, and we become trusted advisors. That's sort of what we're hoping to get to. Yeah. For all of our clients. That was always our goal, eh? Yeah. To be the people that people can come and even just come and ask us random questions about, you what know. You, what's the market like at the moment or, you know. Tell um, us about houses and yes, yeah. you know, sorts of We have all yeah. sorts of strange conversations, yes. but it's yeah. part of the fun. Yeah. And and we have a lot of conversations and we have a lot of meetings with candidates and clients that we know aren't going to make us money. Mm. So we go and meet candidates or whatever and they, they ring us or whatever and say, hey, um, you know, I'd love to have a chat about the market or whatever. Or, I mean, Carrie and I spend a lot of time doing that with people, yeah. people that we know and what have you. Um, but we 
we never or try not to sometimes it does get too much but we try not to shy away from that mm. as as a team because those relationships even though they don't mean anything right mm. in this moment they might mean something in two months and six months and two years definitely and over and over again we experience that mm. that if you invest the time now and you can build a relationship or a connection with an individual later on down the track that person's going to come and say and, and you don't know they might need another job or or um they might be a, a hiring manager yeah you know mm. and they go gosh that burn chick she was really cool and yeah and she yeah. gave me some time and yeah i'll give her a call and see what you know she can help yes. us and that that um that process has been really uh, and we haven't actively gone oh we're going to do this because the because there's an outcome mm. in it for us it's just that it that's what's worked for us and we like a yarn as you can tell <laughs> we like yeah. to talk to people and as Kerry said we have an innate curiosity about people and yeah. maybe that's what mm. makes us good at what we do or enjoy what we do um so yeah so I think that's been pretty yeah and we enjoy helping Exactly. I think you say a lot of it, so much of it is around people and, mm. and it's the kind of stuff that you can't always plan out on a spreadsheet yes. where you can't say there, what's what's our forecast for the amount of coffees we're going to have this mm. week. Yes. So it might be helpful because we have a lot of coffees anyway. Mm. But it's that whole, it's that people element and building yeah. the relationships and having that that faith almost that what you give out will come back mm. in, in yes. some way, shape or form yeah, in, in the future. Yeah, I'm interested to know as well, you mentioned that the market a couple of times how do you see the the jobs market at the moment and with a view to borders opening up in the future and then how do you think it's going to change over the next 12 18 months oh you tell us freddie far out i mean all these english people keep on just bloody coming through the border i hope they do i hope they do we really we need it the the country needs it yeah is it the case then that are there are there more skilled jobs? Is there a oh, talent shortage? My is goodness, there a job so shortage? so much. Like for spe- if I'm just talking like regionally, um, you know, for I guess technical roles like engineers and planners and those sort of um, more technical roles where you need to be qualified, mm. um, <clears throat> there is everyone is needing all of the same people. Mm. You know, we have a client that's got ten roles on of those sort of roles and they've been trying they've been looking for the last year and a half and it's limiting their growth it's mm. they're turning away business yeah. because they don't have the resource and that's not just them that's across yeah if you go on to if you go on to seek mm. and have a look locally at those sort of roles everyone is wanting the same person and so however many consulting cons- consultancies there is in in Tauranga they're wanting the same people mm. Because there's just so much work, and it's not, and it, that's it at all levels, really. I mean, even kiwi fruit, they can't get enough because we don't have backpackers and mm. all of that sort of stuff. So yeah. it's a real flow-on effect. The market, um, you know, the market has been up and down over COVID. Mm. Uh, initially, two years ago, whenever we eighteen months ago, it was it went really quiet for about three weeks. And it hasn't stopped since then, eh? yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, businesses, as Kerry said, are still growing and, and they are being limited by not being able to find the right people. Mm. And um, we've been hopeful for the borders to be opened safely. So I want to put that out there because yep. that's really important. And, mm. and, you know, whatever timing, whatever your politics around that, who cares? But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we wanted the borders to be open safely. But for, for New Zealand to grow and regional mm. New Zealand to continue to grow, yes. 
we need I mean one of our areas that we have we have a temp desk and so if you can imagine we used to have such an influx of amazing backpackers from all over the world who would come and want to mm. and, and often they're right um, experience, highly experienced you know, yeah. and, and mm. they might need a you know six month planning role and they just want to stay at the beach for six months and stuff like that and when you cut off that flow just like that what do you have mm. um, and yes there are some Kiwis that want to temp for lots of different reasons but but I think once the borders are really, truly opened, we're going to see two things happen. We're going to see a whole bunch of people want to come to New Zealand, hopefully, with hi- highly skilled people. Um, but we were actually just talking before about that there's potentially also going to be a bunch of people in that, um, particularly in that sort of, tw- you know, four to five years PQE out of universe, three to five years, mm. young, cool, ready to go on have their blimmin' oh, I used to be one of those about oh, 15 so years ago. Oh, But they've been hanging on here, those poor buggers, yeah. waiting. They were mm. going on the first lockdown. Yeah. And, and they're they waiting been. and waiting. Yeah. And, so, I, and they, so they've gained a lot of great experience mm. here. And now the UK, in fact, I had a UK recruiter that I used to work with contact me and say, yes. hey, I'm sure you're going to see a whole bunch of, um, there's a lot of talk in the UK about all the Kiwis and yes. Aussies mm. and Saffirs that are going to go to the UK really? to yeah. go and 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 they're gonna. That he was asking me how he could tap into that resource. So we need the same thing to happen. Mm. We need young people, or or not even just young people, anybody to come into our country and uh, want to work and have yes. the right skill set yeah. and um, yeah, for for the country's sake, for productivity's sake. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to step forward and do my part. If I have to, if I have to put down the microphone and just step yeah. away from from the desk, if, yeah. if if companies are looking for not very edgy kids from the from the right side of the track, then I'm yes. always happy to pass my CV. Thank you, we will rem- we will keep you in mind. Thank you for lots of wonderful opportunities. Our doors are always open. Yeah, <laughs> you know where we are now. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to ask you know, a couple more questions, but aware of time. If any, dare I say, young people are listening to this, and a lot of questions I hear is people saying, do I start my own business or do I try and get a job with an employer and, oh, and, and get some experience? What, what would you say? I'd say whichever one you want to do. I, and mm. that, that might sound like I'm sitting on the fence, but for some people, getting a job and getting experience and getting confidence in the workplace is what they need mm. for others it's um man get out there if you've got the confidence and and the skill set and let's face it what what's the statistic some crazy statistic like 80 percent of jobs that um that uh that our mm. kids are going to be doing aren't even invented yeah. yet you know there, there's so much talent and so many things coming through if you've got big ideas go for it mm. yeah but talk to people yeah go and talk to people go and talk to people that have done it before mm. or yeah um you know because there's People, especially regionally, um, they want to help. They yeah. want, want to, to share help. advice. That's they want so to share their experiences. Mm. And so go and go and have a coffee or take them out for a beer or whatever it may be. Definitely. Um, and pick their brains because they will want to help you. And they'll make time. Yeah, absolutely. For people who have that energy and that positivity and that, you know what, if someone came to us and said, hey, this is what we really want to do, this is that making the time. We're, it's not just us that are making time for people and, and having those conversations. Mm. Um, there's people all over Tauranga, our business owners, and, yeah. and really capable, mm. awesome people yeah. that... That yeah, I think that's good advice to yeah. just 
Ask the people, yeah. I always say it's better to create than consume. And when I say create, I don't mean necessarily getting your phone out, but you know, creating conversations, connections, relationships, all mm. those things. I think mm. if if we're all doing more of that, then I think we, we can't go far wrong. Yeah, I agree. And I think too, I think humans are a little bit um, sometimes um, like, oh, no, I've got to keep that idea close to my chest and I don't want mm. to go and share that with people. But I think... Um, particularly down here, just it's that you know innovation is key down here. Yeah. yeah. Where you know ideas are um, are king, and and people are wanting to to support that, and they froth over it. It's like mm. yes, you know. Um, I think if you're open and you're sharing all the time, you're far stronger for it. Definitely. Yeah. And I say, remember, kids, if all else fails, you can start a podcast. Yeah. So that's one. <laughs> they probably already have. They probably yeah, have. Yeah, from home. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I've got one more question for you both, and I thank you for your time, but I do have the mystery question. Oh, God. Because... Ritter, you didn't tell us about a mystery question. I know, question. because it's a mystery. <laughs> and uh, but the tradition, I've got my, my oh, mystery no. question book. It's a time-old tradition of taming the ferrets. Oh, um, God. The previous guest gets to write a question for the next guest. God help us. So on the bright side, you get to write the question after this. Okay. And again, suspense doesn't really work on a a podcast, so I thumb through my book. But um, where are we with this question? Ah, okay. Oh, God. Interesting. (laughs) Glad it's not me. No, it's not too bad. This is from Alan. He said, what is the one achievement you most wish to be remembered for? Gosh. Probably having kids. Actually, I'll put it out there, for um, having a 12-pound-3 child. Wow. Naturally. Very impressive. I haven't had that experience. Admit, <laughs> confession time, but um, I imagine it's it's pretty. Uh, yeah. Just to make it slightly pretty awkward, yeah. or more awkward. <laughs> I did have the I did have the um the t- the title of like biggest. Nice. For a little while, at Do you still have it? I don't think so. You could no. maybe ask. Yeah, I'll get my wife to check. So she can check the yeah, record. Definitely. Yep. We could have, we could bring that back in for part two and. Uh... Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it probably is family. I feel pretty proud of RNA. Um, it's not what I want to be remembered for, but I, I think it's that whole um, you want to be remembered for how you treat others. Mm. And, and I think RNA's ethos has, um, has, has really, you know, what we've built has made that, put yes. that at the forefront. Yeah. And um, what we've built together. Yes. Hey, yeah. so, you know, long may, long may the fun continue. Ooh. Amazing. Ooh. Yeah. Slightly offended you didn't say taming the ferrets. You went, for, you went for your families and your business, but okay then, if that's your proudest achievement. First of many. Yeah, exactly. No, I think you know, it, it, the, the world is your oyster, and the reason we invited you on here is because myself being a, a new person to, to the town, uh, whatever it was last year, you know, people were saying, you need to speak to, to Kiri and Bernadette, you need to speak to Ryan Alexander. And so... I think that just shows the power of relationships and connections yeah. and, and doing amazing things in this area. So thank you both so much for coming in to Taming the Ferrets. Where where do people get in touch with you? Where where do they you know, contact you and, and find your business? Uh, just our website or Facebook. Facebook or, or we've just started last week our very own Instagram page. Amazing. Um, so that's just one for all the new players. Where, uh, finally after six years. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to target the young, cool people. 
Um, yeah, so any of those places, ryananalexander.co.nz is our website. Um, and all our contact details. There's there's four other members of RNA, mm-hmm. um, and they're all there too. Yes. They're all equally awesome, if not more, yes. um, than than Carrie and I. We've got an awesome team. So um, reach out if people want to talk to us. And we, as you can tell, Carrie and I love to have a yarn with people. <laughs> so even if it's just to to have a chat, you know, we're we're here and, and really open to it. So um, yeah, if we can help out, we'd we'd love to. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, who you're going to help when uh, when they hear this. So thank you again both for coming in. And we'd love to get you back in for a part two at some stage in the future. Thanks, Freddie. Thanks, Thanks Freddy. so much. Like what you hear? Don't forget to follow us on social media at Taming the Ferrets and to give us five stars on your podcast provider. We're New Zealand's best kept secret, but don't be afraid of sharing us with the world. This has been a WTF experience. Discover more of your favourite shows and learn how to launch your very own podcast at wtfproductions.nz.